Howdy everybody, Michael here. Uh, welcome to the Season 1 finale. Hey, we made it. Uh, pretty wild. Uh, yeah, so uh, in a couple of days' time, as I record this, we are going to meet back up, uh, Riley, Dan, Ben, and myself, to record our big talkback, Rassilon Confidential, the game of the game of Rassilon of Rassilon. We're not calling it that. We're not going to call it that. Uh, but like our big behind-the-scenes, behind-the-screen, hey, uh, special, uh, we want to get some more questions from everybody and uh, hopefully answer them. So get in touch with us at Pod on your favorite socials media or uh, via the email, I think it's show at thegameofrassilon.com. Uh, get in touch with us there. We would love to answer your questions all about Season 1. Uh, don't ask us about Season 2. We only know, like, 60% of Season 2. we got to, like, play the thing. I don't know. We'll get there. First, got to do this. So, yeah, without further ado, here is the finale. Previously on the Game of Rassilon. I walk up to the console, and I rub my hand in the exact same spot where I comforted my own TARDIS in my time. And I say, hey, girl, I know that I'm not yours, and you're not mine, but... We kind of are. I got some friends out there right now who really need some help, and you can help me find them. Let's go find our family. I turn to Millie and I say, "See, we would never leave you behind." Millie's kind of gonna like, like slugger brother, like hug <laughs> Travis, and run over to the doctor, and we're doing a three-way hug, whether yeah. you guys like it or not. You feel this this shake, this shudder throughout the TARDIS as it pushes through the membrane of reality out of the universe as the TARDIS is pulling itself apart to take you home. The exterior of the TARDIS has almost been entirely ripped away, revealing this kind of crude wireframe version of the TARDIS. And the Time Rosa makes one last scream as you materialize outside staycation dome outside your own TARDIS and it lets out this gentle wheeze like it's sighing and then the lights on the console go out Travis Millie our friends inside that dome just did the one thing they never should have done they made me angry Let's wrestle on this game. Keep calm and wrestle on. So you guys, uh, you are all presently standing inside of the TARDIS, the Doctor's TARDIS, uh, with its weird 90s aesthetic. Uh, Gunther is very pleased to see you all and is currently rubbing up on your legs. Scritches. Having been... Scritches. L- yeah, <laughs> scritching the cat. Gunther's been largely... Uh, uh, not really present for much of the adventures this season, but Gunther is very happy to see you all. Um, and, uh, you are inside the TARDIS, um, which is still, the lights are still flickering, uh, the cloister bell is still ringing gently. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you like to do? Burn this di- place. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of, like I said, like, 
they made me angry. I think that I'm like gonna start just marching towards the uh, the facility, the uh, the um, staycation staycation dome. dome. Okay, because I kind of had that speech at the end of the last. I said they made me angry, and then I kind of like just like start walking towards the dome. All right, I think we're following flank behind. You bet. <laughs> Perfect yeah. V formation. All right. <laughs> you guys are marching with determination towards the staycation dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing you notice is, is the billboard uh, is currently inactive. There's nothing to being displayed on the billboard. Where once you had seen uh, Amelia Earhart's delicate features. My weird face. Your weird face. <laughs> uh, now it, there's nothing. The screen is not even powered on. Okay. Uh, I go in the building. Okay, uh, you reach the door and the doors won't open for you. Whereas previously they were kind of automatic mm-hmm. slidey doors, now they are not doing anything. I try to like squeeze them open. Uh, give me, give me strength and athletics. Okay. Okay, that's going to be a seven. No. Wait, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> right, hang on. It's a, it's a nine. No, no, uh, but you can get your fingers in. Um, and you're able to pull them apart a little bit, but not enough for you to be able to fit through the gap. Okay. I have two potential options for this. One, do I have a key card? Like, would I have a key card? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. I'm going to try to boop the key card. Does it work? Uh, you do that. It boops and the, uh, the, the booper flashes red. Okay, cool. I'm going to take out my wrencheroo and I'm going to hit this door. It seems to be working well for me. All right. Give me, (laughs) give me strength and this is, this is not going to be, um, uh, percussive maintenance. This is just you. No, wait, this wait. is just me swinging just, at a just door. Trying to smash a door open. Yeah, this is going to be uh, coordination and uh, uh, coordination and strength. Deal. Let's do that. Starting off with a strong eight, nine plus the one I get from the wrencheroo, and fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you are able to pull the door. You're not pulling the door at all, are you? I should no, really pay attention. I'm smacking it. I'm should pay attention to what the players are actually trying to do. Um, you, it takes a couple of sma- couple of hits with a wrench. The first hit, you could, there's some cracks. The second hit, the, the glass starts to to to, to uh, crack more and buckle. With the third hit, there is a shatter of safety-proof glass as it lands in those little teeny tiny annoying uh, crumblies that would be, be really uncomfortable. Uh, to to walk on, and then the uh, the safety glass for it is the future uh, becomes even more safe and turns into water, and it's a puddle now because technology. Yuck! Let's go. <laughs> All right, we walk through it, and then we uh, we head to- back towards where we will now be on the outside of the laser glass that we were transported out of before. So and definitely keeping like a very watchful eye for like security or basically people mm-hmm. coming to. Uh, harm us yeah so right now where you are you're in that main kind of uh, lobby reception area the the area i had previously described as being part airport check-in part hotel register mm-hmm. um you can see the the areas abc for the tours there's no staff present uh there's no indication that anything is amiss other than the fact that the staff are not here um and there are security guards posted at all the doors that are now just kind of looking in your direction and uh, kind of walking towards you. I'd say there's about five of them coming from different uh different points, uh all kind of converging on you. And you already know that they're armed because you mm-hmm. know that they fired weapons and killed a person before. Um so what do you do? Um murder them all. Cool. No. Uh the doctor um, goes on no, an I, indiscriminate I, killing spree. I approach, I, I keep walking and I I I don't let on that I'm afraid. I kind of just keep walking. Like, I'm not okay. letting them stop me. 
uh, one of the security guards uh, is is very close to you now and has a hand out to kind of like grab you by the, their their intent is to grab you by the shoulder and stop you mm-hmm. to control your body. And I look at them and I go, "The day that I have had, you do not want to be the one to do that. I can guarantee it." Okay, that's going to definitely be intimidation. So give me presence, and we're going to make this presence and convince. But I'm going to give you voice of authority as the bonus nice. for this. Nice. Okay. Okay, that's going to be a 19. That does it. The, uh, the the guard just kind of uh, takes a look at you and goes kind of wide-eyed and scared and then takes a couple of steps back. And this actually ripples out towards the other security guards. They see him getting scared uh, and intimidated and they all just kind of stop in their tracks. And you guys just kind of walk on through okay. past the security guards. I kind of want to like turn around to the security guards and be like, because hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like they know who I am at yeah. this point. So it's just kind of a little, yeah, right. Yeah. And also, like, we are kind of the boss here. So we really shouldn't be. <laughs> so where are you guys heading towards? Cause there are the, there's the set of, there's the double doors that you guys went through when you went on the tour and you kind of know that area. There's also a staff door, uh, behind the kind of check-in area. Um, and there is a uh, kind of a, a door off to the left that kind of leads to a waiting area, which would lead to the various uh, transpose pad rooms. Uh, we're going back to the, the pad room we were that we were in before, where they were like doing nefarious things. Okay, um, you, so that means you guys are gonna head off to the the left. You, I want to split off. Okay. I, oh, you split I, off? Possibly too. I want to go check on the refugees. That's what I was gonna do. Ah, okay, but yeah. yeah, you got you because you'd know yeah. better, so you'd take that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Do you guys want to have an in-character conversation about this before you do the thing? I, I think that. I think if, if if they start looking at a door, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll look at them and just go, yeah, do mm-hmm. it. I, I cap them, and, yeah. uh, and I'll head off to the I door. trust you. And if you think that's what you need to do, you need to do it. Yep. Right. Uh, I'll give a little salute to the doctor and make my way to help the people I've been trying to help for the past few And months. then I go, Travis, go with her. Okay. All right. We'll come back to you guys in just a moment mm-hmm. with the uh, with the refugees. But Doctor, you are heading towards the door leading to the waiting area. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, right now it is empty. There are rows and rows of seats, mm-hmm. and there are uh, there are five doors that would lead to the different uh, transpose pads. Yeah, I'm going back to the exact same one we read earlier. Transpose pad two. You go to the door. It is locked. Okay. I um I pick it, or I kick, I, I like bang on it. Uh, you want to bang on the door? Yeah. Uh, give me strength and athletics. I'm not trying to knock it down. I'm like knocking. I'm like ferociously oh, knocking on the door. Just knocking on the door to yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Like like hello, is anyone in there? Like no, like gonna... let me in. Okay. Like uh, you bang on the door a few times and nothing happens. Okay. I will try to break it open again with my lockpick. Okay. Uh, give me ingenuity and what did we say last time with that? Actually, you know what? I wouldn't go to that room. I would go if it's locked. I think mm-hmm. I would go back to the like the lab where we first met Doctor Hodgman. Okay, so that's gonna take that's gonna take you out into the reception area. Uh, you would walk past the reception towards the the double doors. But imagine the guards just see me like go back one yes. and like, they let her do what she's gonna do. The, yeah, they're yeah. all just kind of they, every, as you walk past, they all kind of like take a step back. They're they're trying to give you a wide berth. Yeah, uh, I imagine their pay grade. Anyway. Yeah, I imagine you're like giving them like. Glaring at them yeah, as you I go the past, point, point at my eyes, point at them thing, yeah. and I walk by. And you walk through the double doors, and you see the uh, the uh, first the first room on the left is that R and D department. Mm-hmm. But the glass is now um, it's like frosted over, not with ice, but like an artificial like kind of like a shutter situation. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so you now can't see into the R and D department anymore. Okay, uh, this is where I will pick the door, pick okay. the lock of the door. All right, give me ingenuity and. 
I'll say science because it's an electronic door, and I don't know if that's what I did last time, but that was two episodes ago, and I cannot. Well, remember. the last time I just used a regular, it was a regular door, so. Okay, well, this is a science door. It's a space door. It's a future door. <laughs> Neat. I'm fine with it. Science door. Cool. So that's going to be a 17. 17. Okay, you're able to open the door without any issues. The door slides open, and uh, on the inside, you uh, uh, you see this one's kind of a mess. A lot of equip- equipment has been kind of pushed over, pulled over. It looks like there's been some kind of struggle in here. Okay. I, uh, I'm going to look around and see if I can kind of like piece together what happened. Okay. Uh, let's put a pin in that. We'll yeah. come right back. Sure. Um, Travis and Millie, you guys are heading to the uh, to the shanty town. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys want to head straight there, or do you want to have any kind of char- character conversation between the two of you while you head that way? Uh, are we going to expect any resistance? You know, in terms of either security or the refugees, are they going to? I genuinely don't know uh, because at this point it seems that uh, the place is overrun. Yeah. Um, okay, is there, like, any sort of, like, security checkpoint or something that would be, like, unmanned nearby? Uh, no, this is, I mean, this is the same hallway that you were on when you were on your tour, and there wasn't much in terms of, like, security checkpoints. There's, you will, on your way to the restricted area, well, the restricted areas are actually across from the science room, so you're across from, uh, this part that's happening now with you guys would happen before... The doctor has okay. doubled back and gone into the the R and D area. Right. Um, so, but you are uh, within a short walk of the science room, not science room, the security room. Okay. You're within a. You are right now within a short walk of the security room where you guys had seen the uh, the empty uh, the drawers in the medical room. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I I don't expect anything, but then again, we don't really know what to expect, do we? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's just let's just be careful. Can do. All right, let's bust open those doors. Okay, right now uh, the doors are not reacting. The doors are uh, locked down. So how do you want to do this? I mean, as much as I know you're going to regret giving me this wrench if you have an <laughs> old <laughs> Uh Actually, no, I'm going to try my key card first. Okay, uh, you try a key card. It does not work. All right, you well. You red boop. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take out my wrench and I'm going to hand it to Travis and say, would you like the honors? Yeah, but I want to see if... I want to try something first. I want to put my hand up over where you put the key card and see if I have any remaining connection to the wire that I have some sort of control over electronics. Oh, I don't hate that at all. Give me, uh, give me ingenuity and technology. Are you a cyber boy now? Should we talk about that? (laughs) Uh, 15. Okay. Um, I'll lend two story points to that. That's dope. (laughs) Uh, if you if you both want to spend two two points each for a total of four, yeah, deal. Okay, um, you feel something like there is still a, a kind of a residual uh, amount of the wires' particular set of skills. Uh, what we call her nescence um, is still is still within you, and you are able um, with some ease to hack the terminal with your thoughts. Um, oh my god, I have powers. Every time you do this, you can feel that power diminish just a little bit. Um, so the next time you do this check, you're going to get a minus one, and then the next time it's going to be minus two. And, That's uh, fine. <laughs> just as a heads up, this ability is for the remainder of this episode, and afterwards, it's gone forever. Well, we'll uh, see about that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> make a note, because the next time you do a check like uh-huh. that, it's going to be a minus one to the check. 
Um, but the door um, uh, slides open with the... You're just now noticing it's actually the exact same sound that the holodeck doors in Star Trek The Next Generation make. Travis is so distracted by the fact that he just did something with powers <laughs> that he does not He had to computer that. with his mind. Millie is making a note yeah. to ask you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and I I very gingerly, like I'm handing you a pair of scissors, give you back your rental room, be like, I believe this is yours. <laughs> Oh, all right. We're going to have a conversation about what just happened there later, but in the meantime, hey oh, we should look through that door. All right. The, the door's <laughs> open, revealing the shantytown more or less unharmed. The lights are dimmed. Okay. Um, which either means it's, you know, entering the evening phase and the lights are on a light rotation to keep people in here kind of acclimatized to time, the time mm-hmm. zone, or there's been a reduction in power, but you are not 100% certain which it is. Okay, uh, can I do, like, can I look around the room to see if there's any guards, anybody who I would recognize as security? There's no security here, um, but there are, I mean, you're familiar with the residents of this town. There are, mm-hmm. there are humans, again, yeah. humans, Silurian, Zygons, and they're all kind of, you're the first familiar face they've seen in a while. Cool. I'm going to muster all that Millie has left to be like, ah, oh, okay. This is the only way they're going to respond, and I'm going to kind of, like, in front of the town go, Hey, everybody, it's me, Amelia Earhart. Uh, come with me. I think I have a solution for all of us. And I'm going to start to funnel them out towards the TARDIS, because I figure the TARDIS has enough room to put all these people in there and potentially return them to their appropriated... I do not hate that at all. I am going to I'm going to have you roll presence and convince cool. for this, to convince the, uh, the denizens of the shantytown. Fair. Denizens of the Shantytown, by the way, um, they're great live, but their albums suck. That's fair. Mm. I have a trait that is distinctive, which is normally considered a minor bad throughout like this campaign, mm-hmm. where it's like I can't go anywhere without necessarily people recognizing me. Here I'm going to say it's a positive. Thank you. Could I, I maybe add that as a plus, plus one? Plus two. Hey! All right. You can trust me. I'm Amelia Earhart. And with that, presence and convince... And then that extra plus two is going to start me at a 12. 18. All right. Um, they, uh, they immediately, like, some of them grab what little possessions they have. Some people, when they came through the membrane, they, they had certain you yeah. know, personal items and they, they, they're grabbing those, but they are now starting to funnel out. And there are, uh, there are dozens and dozens of people all kind of following your lead, following you all right. out. And cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that as, uh, as you are heading out, um, the, the door to the R&D department is open and you can, you can see as you pass, you see the doctor kind of investigating the room. Alright. Um, what do you guys want to do in this particular instance before I, I, uh, hop back over to the doctor? If you're leading people to the Tartar, so I'm gonna kind of stick around and like, help those who are still kind of like collecting themselves and like this way people uh you know the sooner the better i'm waving for uh, the listeners because i realized <laughs> so i was waving my arms uh and i'm the front of the line it. you're i'm here in cosplay rear. so i don't feel too bad about the listener <laughs> oh. uh but yeah so i'm heading up the front you're heading up the rear yeah. perfect all right it's the role he was born to play uh so uh it's a series wrap on trap wait what <laughs> 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 I pull, I switch, press a lever, uh, press a button hidden under my side of the table, and Dan's chair just drops what? into a hole. <laughs> into the lava with Dan. <laughs> no, uh, we need, we need him. We oh. need him? Is this his contract? Hi, I'm new Dan. Dan Hi. too has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Dan regenerates into actually just the exact same body. Can I have hair this time? <laughs> 
Uh, hang Still on, not me. ginger. Give me a second. We <laughs> might be. We just never saw No, it. I'm afraid no hair. I just rolled and oh. do not get hair. I'm sorry. Can I spend a story point? <laughs> 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 no. Uh, inside the R&D... Uh, the How R&D... many story points do you have? Oh, Dan has no story points. Oh. <laughs> uh... Uh, the doctor inside the uh, R&D uh, department doing an investigate. Mm-hmm. You're doing an investigate. It's yep. very good. Yeah. You're very investigative. Uh, yeah. uh, walk me through the process. What is your Well, what is I have process? on a uh, seersucker hat. Gear, uh, uh, whatever it's called. A seersucker? Yeah. Yeah, go. Seersucker, deer stalker. Deer stalker hat. And I have, uh, I've, I've got a wounded uh, war veteran who's giving me uh, advice and possibly shipping with me. Um, no. He's shipping himself with you. Yeah, of course That's he just is. That's just a crush. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm like doing like that kind of like mind palace to make that reference. I'm making a mind palace thing where I'm basically like looking at the clutter, the, like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the the like nature of like the mess in the room, and like trying to like reconstruct where things fell and why they fell, and yes. like trying to like piece together what happened here. I love that. Uh, I'm going to have you give me... Uh, I, God, I love this so much. Uh, ingenuity and... I'm going to call it knowledge. Okay. Okay. That's going to be... So that was that was a 12 plus 9, so that's going to that's gonna take me up to 21. All right. Fantastic. You... Uh, you kind of look around the room and you 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 build this this virtual reconstruction of the room in your head and you can see kind of in reverse these two uh two figures in your mind kind of scuffling and you can kind of see and it's all happening in reverse based on what you can see now mm-hmm. so you see papers like flying back up computers and electronics kind of kind of tumbling upwards back into the positions they were and you kind of estimate that both figures must be approximately the, the about the same height. Both maybe about, um, you know, about five two maybe. Uh, both similar stature. Um, and the more you run run it through in your head, the more you realize that these people must have a near identical build. Okay. And based on what you know, your best guess is that it is two Doctor Hodgmans engaged in a okay in a, in a struggle. Okay. So I I head back out and I try to like see if I can find like any sort of like trail like whoever won. I also I look around to see if like one of the victim like the the one who didn't make, win the fight is in the room with me still. Okay. Uh, no one else is in this okay. room with you right now. Um, so then you, I, yeah. You, okay. So you step out of the room. As you step out of the room, um, the tail end of the group of refugees that are heading to the TARDIS is uh, is just leaving. So there's there's Travis with you right now. Um, so you guys have a moment if you like to kind of confab and confer. Doctor, do you need me here or should I help with Millie? Whatever you want to do. It's your choice. I trust you. Um, okay. Um, just keep following the line, uh, and, and Millie's going to get you to safety and I'm going to stick around with you. Okay. Um, I am going to pull out the psychic paper as I'm walking and I'm going to try sending a message to Roman again that just says, where are you? Okay. Uh, uh, we already did a check for that before, yeah. right? I'm not going to have you do that check again. Yeah, so just send, send a message. Go yeah. for it. Um, you do feel something, though, as you as you begin war- walking. You you have the feel of the turn of the universe trait. <laughs> yeah. Um. You can feel something is wrong. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that information. You're <laughs> that, you, something is wrong. Oh. Of all in credits. Uh. You feel it's like to, to quote to quote Taco. Good move, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nothing gets past you. <laughs> uh. 
to uh to to that point you don't know what it is. No. Yeah. You feel it's like there is something pushing at that thin membrane of reality. Okay. Um but you feel it all around you and then suddenly there is this almighty tear like someone like someone has ripped fabric and there's now this kind of white kind of gap in reality and um two figures fall through. Okay. And and right in front of me? Right in front okay. of you. One of them is a version of Russell Turner, not wearing the same clothes as you saw him before. And the other is, uh, is a- another scientist of sorts about the same height as, uh, as, as Joan Hodgman. Um, but, uh, it is a, it is a man with, uh, kind of thinning hair, similar glasses, and, um, a very impressive, uh, beard and mustache combo. Okay. And, uh, they, they stand up and they, they, they look ahead of you. And, uh, the, the Russell Turner, uh, looks at you and says, where the hell are we? Are you, are you from here? Did you get back? Or? I genuinely do not know how to answer that question. That's a good point. We are in the staycation dome on Colony 47. I'm the doctor. You're the, you're the doctor. I'm the doctor. You're the doctor? I'm the doctor. You. The doctor. Yeah, that one. That that one. The one the one you've met before. If you're the one, if you're the Russell Turner that I know, you've met me before. I've met someone who called themselves the Doctor. I, they didn't look like you. Very different set of. What is going on here? And and the the the, the man uh, the man stands up. The other man with the uh, with the glasses and the lab coat, and he 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 looks at you and he says, "Oh, is this uh, cross dimensional transference? I guess we're we've we've traveled over from a, another universe." Yes, we're in a we're in a place. There's the the membrane of reality is thin and malleable here, and people are popping in and out all over the place. And the the, the Russell Turner of this world has actually created a company that helps people go across it and back for vacations and trips, which is a bad idea. I don't agree with it, but we're trying to figure out what to do to fix it now. That's actually that's uh that's what we've been researching. We've been trying to find a way to 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 crack the, I guess the speed of reality. We haven't had much success. I'm not well. Congratulations, you've done it. Well, well, I don't think we did. We were, we were, well, we were at a Denny's and we were having lunch and we were discussing how this whole project was not oh. working out the way that we wanted and we were thinking of terminating the, the project and, and then we paid the check and then we were getting ready to leave. Oh, so you, you got to eat. So no one interrupted Jamun's over my hammy. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I was very worried for a second there. Yeah, we, 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 we had, it was, it was a good meal for, for a, a good price. And yeah. uh, I heartily recommend it. Um, this, Although uh, in this universe, it's, uh, moons over ham Diego. Unfortunately, <laughs> world. Hey, hey, Michael, I would joke about a lot of things, but I will not joke about the moons over my hammy. Oh God, I made the doctor angry. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the doctor angry. Oh God. <laughs> Again, I will, I, both of you, I like you a lot and I made a lot of fun here. <laughs> If you're gonna you're gonna come at me, you best you best not miss. Oh my god! This and is... that's a wrap on Ben and Michael. <laughs> Riley, this is your Back to the Future remake moment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. and I I'm like, all right. So listen, we don't have time. Whatever technology is being done to do this, it's causing problems, and people are getting hurt, and we can't have that. But right now, there are somebody else who is here who is murderous and mean and angry, and we need to stop them. At that moment, uh, the the uh, the ceiling above you, a body comes falling and hits the ground, and it is the body 
of Dr. Joan Hodgman. And the, the man, uh, looks, the man who is with Dr. Russell Turner looks at this body and goes, dear lord, that looks remarkably like my sister. So you're Dr. John Hodgman? Yes, I'm Dr. John Hodgman. Thank okay. You. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Wait till you crack Jesse. <laughs> oh, she just did. <laughs> Um, Alright, so. Should we be pointing out this, uh, this other, um, this Dr. Joan Hodgman who, who fell from the ceiling is not wearing a lab coat. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, she looks like she's wearing, um, kind of like a supermarket, uh, or department store, uh, greeters outfit. Like the kind of, the, the kind of the blue vest and, uh, like pants and slip on shoes. This does not look like a scientist, but it definitely looks like Joan Hodgman. Okay. So, okay, so is Jesse supposed to be Justin? So is it Mac? No, it's Jesse Thorne. Oh, I was thinking of Mac and PC thing. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's Jesse yeah. Thorne. Man, that would have been okay. good, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. I also really wanted to chuck a joke when they got transposed where Jesse goes, Bullseye! But we didn't have to. <laughs> well, I had, because I made that Jesse from Team Rocket joke in my head, that's 100% who I was picturing was Jesse from Team <laughs> thing. So I wasn't even, like, thinking of her as someone who needed to be, like... No, like full chaotic bi. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... so yeah, so cool. um, uh, this this alternate Russell Turner looks at you and goes, okay, I need to know exactly what the hell is going on, how did we get here, and how can we stop what is happening from happening? Okay, so best that I can explain it is that somebody else from yet another alternate universe came through, replaced members of the staff here, and are now attempting their own sorts of invasion. That sounds like some sci-fi nonsense. Yeah, welcome to our You're lives. literally trying to create an alternate universe transportation space vacation thing, so let's not get sweat hairs, okay? Yeah, but we're using science. This is all science too, it's science that, science this. Sorry, I've forgotten the scientific principles of science <laughs> that, science this, thank you for reminding me. You came me through a words. rip in the time continuum, I think uh, talking about what is or isn't science is wasting time. Look, I'm the only person in here who, like, probably is the dumbest person uh, on this planet because I'm from the past. Does anyone know how to close these holes? That's a great question, and we'll come back to it. <laughs> Actually, there's a great question. But it is answered for you by the sound of another rip from behind you. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> and something begins to emerge. But we won't, you won't find out what it is yet. This is kind of a mini cliffhanger, because we're going to jump over to Millie. Yo. As she's loading people into the TARDIS. The cloister bell is still gently ringing. The lights are still flickering. But as, as you enter the TARDIS now, the lights are getting more severe. The flickering is getting stronger. Okay. Um, and uh, the, a lot of the registers on the TARDIS console are starting to flash in, in mauve and red and kind of emergency colors. Is Rowan's ring still on the, count, the console? Uh, no, it's the other console. Uh, but, Dr. No, I brought, I brought Whippy yeah. to the new TARDIS. Okay, what did I you wasn't do sure if it got placed there um, along with the other piece of the TARDIS. I, 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 I thought I took it, but maybe I didn't. So. I think you said you took it. I think I did take it, yeah. Okay. okay. If... Um, what, who, what's better in this moment, uh, for you to keep hold of the ring or for Millie to have it? Because if you want to spend a couple of story points, or a story, I'll make it a story point. Uh, no, I should make it two. Two story points, you can have the ring there, but that does mean that the Doctor loses the ring. No, I think I will instead, um, 
I'm gonna go to the TARDIS console as people are kind of like running by, and I'm gonna try to figure out. I I know that this is the Doctor's machine. I am merely something within it. Um, but from what I witnessed, because uh, remember I made a note when uh, uh, Roman and I went on our Roman holiday. Yes. Um, but I made a note uh, about how I watched very intently how he drove his TARDIS. Yes. So I want to, with my knowledge from what I saw from there, from the way that I, over a season of watching the Doctor use the TARDIS, Mm -hmm. with the knowledge that I have acquired with how my Game Boy kind of sort of works... And with uh, the knowledge of like my like you know just with the technology that I've like learned even just in the yeah. past five months, I want to place my Game Boy on the console and see if I can ask it to or ask the TARDIS to hold on a little bit longer so that we can get everybody inside and get them safe. Okay. Um, yeah. You. You. I'm not even going to have you do a roll for that. That's brilliant. You, okay. You do that. You place. Uh, the Game Boy on the console. There's that section of the console um, that is the psychic interface. Yeah. Um, you can place the you place the Game Boy kind of on slash in that. Cool. Uh, and you uh, you with your hands touched to the Game Boy into the the psychic interface on the console. You say, "Oh, just hold on a little bit longer." I know. I know it's a lot. I know it's not. The doctor's not here, but she will be back soon, and she'd want to help these people. You hear a kind of staccato uh, engine noise from inside the TARDIS that sounds kind of... It's like a discomfort. It's like a pain. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, what she would do (laughs) in this moment is probably be really frustrated. And without the Rancheru, I think that she would just have a moment of like, it's what the Doctor would want. And she's going to slam on the console with both of her hands, and I want to roll with my percussive maintenance to see uh, if I can get something to happen. Absolutely, you can do that. Okay. Give me... I'm going to make... This is going to be a weird roll. Give me strength, transport, and convince. Okay. Give me all three of those. Deal. 21. 21. Uh, you... There is a moment after you hit the console where all of the lights light up for a moment like the like the console room you've never seen it this lit up before and then all of the lights gradually fade back down again to, to about the level where they were flickering before and you hear um, you hear a sound from the TARDIS console which is the closest you've ever heard to uh, a machine agreeing with you and it's it's there, there are no words but the the sound that the TARDIS makes is basically as far as you can interpret I'll do my best don't worry you're not in it alone and I want to sit down and I want to work on the mechanics to help keep the TARDIS expanding for everyone and keep it alive as long as humanly possible okay uh how how do you how do we want to do that? Do you want to? I mean, do you want her kind of under the console, like yeah, with just wires? yeah, just fiddling. If I see something sparking, I'm going to I'm going to solder it. If I see okay. something that looks like it has too much pressure on it, I'm going to let a little bit of you know liquid gas whatever out. You know, I'm going to use all of my basic knowledge as someone who knows flying machines to with all the stuff that I've learned, basically try to band aid wherever I can to help 
keep the TARDIS from from experiencing too much pain. Alright, Millie the mechanic working on the TARDIS, trying to keep her keep keep her afloat while she's uh in a in a patch of space time that is is unkind to No her. bueno, you bet. I dig it. Alright, so we uh, let's head back to the uh the staycation dome. Uh <laughs> Travis, Doctor, um John Hodgman and uh, Russell Turner. Um you see this the this shape emerging from uh from this this other rip in space and time and it is um it is another uh Joan Hodgman um but this one is human is maybe not the right word certainly it appears human they appear human um but she is she wears, she's wearing ragged clothes that are torn. Um, part of, one of the sleeves is missing from her lab coat. And she's holding a, sh- a sharp piece of glass, like a knife that is digging into her own hands. And she, the best way to describe her is rabid and feral. She is feral and she is ready to, ready to do harm, ready to kill. What do you do? I think I step in front of the doctor. Okay. And I turn back and say, Doctor, we gotta figure out a way to close these and I kind of turn my attention back towards uh Feral uh Feral Feral, Feral Joan. Feral Joan Hodgman. Uh Doctor, what would you like to do? Um I I I grab Travis by the back of his collar and I start to move the other direction and I go, No one has to get hurt today and then I go uh, so I'm moving away from Feral Doctor Joan Hodgman and I look mm-hmm. at Doctor John Hodgman and I say to him I go, okay, fine. In your world, where do, do you keep the things that control the equipment? Uh, the master control. I mean, we don't have that yet. We have like a loose schematic. If it's, if it's going to be anywhere, there's, the, there's the sub basement, maybe. Fine. And then we, where, where would that be? Down, downstairs. There are stairs. It goes down. Right. Where downstairs. are the stairs? Why are you picking at this? Let's just I, go. I've not been here before. This is my first time in an interdimensional holiday camp. Fine. And so I look around for the stairs. Um, I try to remember from when I was on the tour if I saw where the stairs might have been. There is a flight of stairs um, uh, around the corner, actually across from where the security office was. Okay. I head to those stairs. Okay. And I'm trying to outrun Sarah, Feral, Feral, Sarah, All Feral. Right. Feral Joan Hodgman. And I'm still kind of like keeping myself as the meat shield. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to do a chase, which means I'm going to need everyone to do uh, speed checks. Uh, this is going to be, uh, we're going to do coordination and athletics. Okay. I can't remember how we're doing chases, but I'm in the moment. Let's do this. Can I add quick reflexes? You can add quick reflexes. Can I add brave? Yes, you can add brave. Uh, Russell Turner. Well, I had to roll twice for my clumsy, and my second one was a snake eyes. Oh, so. no. Oh, that's bad. So I get an eight on mine. Doctor, what did you get? Twelve. Oh, this is bad for everyone. Um, Feral uh, Jones eating some Turner tonight. Uh, Feral Jones <laughs> Feral Jones actually rolled the highest, and Travis rolled the lowest. Um, she gains ground on you as, and is within uh, grabbing distance. Um, we are going to do a contest. I'm going to have her do coordination and fighting, mm-hmm. and uh, sorry, strength and fighting. And I need you to counter with uh, coordination and athletics to avoid. Uh, I would like to counter with something else, but please okay. make please make your roll first, and then I want to tell you what I want to do. Uh, I think you tell me what you're going to do. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Because no. I, st- I will still do it regardless of what it is. I'm doing it to heighten the drama. All right. <laughs> 13, 15. Okay. Uh, I want to try to tap into the wire powers again and just short circuit all the electricity in some sort of like electrical storm of attack or at least, or at least to defend her, like defend everyone. Okay. Let's call that, um, uh, coordination and marksman. Um, Oh no, maybe not marksman, maybe technology, maybe coordination and technology. Okay. Coordination and technology. Okay. Um, with a negative one because this is your second use of the wise. Okay. Can I, uh, brave add, and or reliable? Absolutely. You can add brave. Uh, you're not going to add reliable because you're not on your own. Okay. Uh, but you can uh, add brave. So six, seven, eight. So it's going to be a seven to begin mm-hmm. with. Uh, 13, but I am willing to bump that up with story points. Uh, how many story points do you have left? Eight. Can you give me two? Absolutely. All right. That is a, that is a success. Yeah. So, uh, do you want, do you want to describe this or should I give the description uh, on this one? It's, you do, paint me a word picture. Okay. So, uh, Travis, uh, kind of stumbles over his own feet a little bit. So he's, uh, the back of the pack as mm-hmm. Feral Joan approaches and he knows that he's the last one and he turns to the doctor and says, go do whatever you have to. And he turns back and sees Feral Joan running at him with the, knife and he closes his eyes and focuses his energy inwards and he starts to feel just like crackles throughout like uh the hair on like the back of his hands stand up and uh surely uh slowly but surely uh the lights start blowing out and uh um, computer terminals in the hallway start to fizzle and crackle and he opens his eyes and he looks feral joan right in the eyes and goes travis uses thunder it's super effective. And it's blasted and blasts the electricity uh, at her. Oh. Yes! That rules. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. With a wave of electricity, you short out all the lights in the hallway. But in the brief flash of electricity, you can see Feral Joan pushed all the way back. She slams into the wall behind her and slumps down to the ground unconscious. But... As that happens, you start to see more tears open. There are two more tears opening between you and Feral Joan, and you can start to see these vague shapes start to emerge. I hightail it back to the top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to the steps and down and beyond? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you head down the steps um, to the sub-basement area, um, and as you move, you are starting to see these same rips and tears uh, kind of crackling through the, the the wall of the stairwell. It's it, it's reminiscent, but not identical to the cracks in the skin of the universe. Um, some of them are are part of the wall. Some of them seem to intersect through the wall. Okay. Some of them are detached from anything. Um, but it's very clear that whatever instability in time and space is affecting this region is is becoming more unstable. Okay. I just leave. It's fine. Right. No, I I got running down those steps. I'm trying to find the control area. I'm trying to find where the where the uh, invading Dr. Hodgman and Jesse are. Okay. Um, you get down there and uh, sub-basement is, is kind of a nest of rooms. There are boilers. There are um, uh, There's a laundry room for, for uniforms and whatnot down here. Um, and you hear um, coming from one of the far rooms where there's a red, there's a red light on the ceiling um, uh, outside of the door. You hear um, raised voices and okay. some scuffling coming from there. I go, I go charging into that room. Okay. Millie, what's up in the TARDIS? 
How am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it, does it seem to be more under control now? Like I could leave the, you, yes, the refugees? Yes, the, the, the lights are flickering, but it's not as severe as it was. There, there hasn't been as much in the way of like, sparks It's happening. not groaning. It's, it seems to be doing a little bit better. There's some stability in the TARDIS right now. Okay, cool. Then in that case, um, I'm going to kind of uh, you know, pat her on the side and say, uh, uh, I'll be back. I'll be back with the doctor. Okay. And I'm going to dash back. You're going to dash back. Okay, so as you as you leave the TARDIS and head towards the uh, the, the staycation dome, you can see those those same tears that I've been describing to everyone else. as kind of white rips like torn fabric or teared paper starting to crackle up, above and around the staycation dome. But it's not just happening around, it's, it's most, it's centered around the staycation dome, but you're starting to see them out in the streets and uh, above buildings and against walls and in the sky and uh, the people, the humans of Colony 47 are starting to panic. Um, this is this is unlike anything they've seen and there is there's screaming and running uh, as, as these, these tears in the fabric of reality are beginning to open and, and, and vague shapes start to emerge and fall out some of them look familiar to you there are there are Joan Hodgmans and there are uh, various Jessies and there are um, some Russell Turners there are some uh, Keith the security guards um, and they all seem to be in various states of like confusion and anger and some of them are starting to like lash out and attack people um, and some of them are kind of where tears are intersecting, they're kind of falling and kind of landing with a wet plop against the cement as their bodies are kind of fused, Akira style together. Gross, something dude. that is looking not super great. Cronenberg, Cronenberg. It's, it's a little Cronenbergy, yeah. <laughs> uh, gross. Yeah, this okay. is the Cronenberg um, district. Oh, nice, the Cronenberg district. You know, a classic district in every city. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna keep making my way back towards the doctor because I know that I'm. Me and my wrench can't fight them all. all right. <laughs> so I'm going to make my way back in. Cool. Uh, you head in. Uh, I guess, are you aiming to head? To where I last saw the doctor. Which would be R&D. Yes. So you head that way. Uh, you head through that corridor. All of the lights are out. And you can see at the end of the hallway where it, where it arcs around. You can see the unconscious um, uh, Joan Hodgman, who uh, looks like some of the other Joan Hodgman's you saw outside kind of feral and okay. gnarled but unconscious and slumped on the ground with with, uh, with with blood on her hand where she's been holding that shard of glass as a knife. Alright. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I assume that the next place that the doctor probably would have gone is the transport room? No. I'm going to look around and see what I can find to find the doctor. <laughs> Alright. Hey! Um... All right, we'll come back to that in just a moment. Deal. Um, but yes, you hear, you hear scuffling and, and, and raised voices uh, coming from uh, that room with the red light outside. Yeah, go charging into it. All right, you open the door and you see um, uh, three Dr. Joan Hodgmans uh, and two Jessies currently engaged in a physical altercation. They are they are tackling each other and there there are definitely some punches um there is another there's a jesse lying unconscious on the floor um bruised and beaten as they are there and they're currently engaged in uh just this this tense fight all of them wearing lab coats one of them wearing a black lab coat because if you're going to be evil why not go all the way um and uh one of them wearing a a nifty little green bow tie okay and they're fighting and shouting at each other okay does it seem like 
two of them are they are they all fighting each other or are two of them teaming up on the other one? It's definitely an all v all like one v one v one melee. All right, or maybe more. So I, th- the three Hodgmans certainly are fighting, and one of the Jessies is with one of the Hodgmans. Mm-hmm. But in the the way this fight is taking place right now, it's kind of difficult to determine who's who's okay. attacking who. All right, I walk in and I just go, "All right, listen up now, you lot." They kind of stop and look at you because you have voice of authority, and they're like, "What yeah. the hell is this?" Now I don't know which one of you were the one that sent me and my friends away, but first of all, very angry with you for that. So let's just get that out of the way. Second, whatever you're doing right now needs to stop. I don't care what you're fighting about. There are people up there, and they are getting hurt, and this whole universe and every universe that's touching is in danger, and it needs to stop now, because I am not standing for this. Not today. Not now. Not ever. Let's do something about it now. Give me... With your voice of authority, give me uh, presence and convince. Okay. It's going to be a 17. Okay. Uh, two of the uh, the Joan Hodgmans kind of stop and, and stare at you for a moment. Um, the third looks at you and then looks at them. And then very in one swift mood kind of elbows them both in the face and they go down unconscious. Yeah, that's not going to be a thing you're going to be happy you did. And uh, kind of leans in towards you and says, you should have stayed dead, doctor. Yeah, funny thing about that. Lots of people try, never really takes. So good good on you for trying, but should have known ahead of time. And then I, um, I go, by the way, my friend here has magic power, so you might want to not mess with it too much. <laughs> Which you helped happen, so good for you for that. How are you alive? Because I'm the doctor. I don't know what that means. Well, you're about to find out. And I run up and I just like shove her out of the way and start (laughs) start looking at the equipment and seeing what I can do, what I can figure out. We're going to do the shove first. Give me me strength and I'm definitely going to say this is fighting. Strength and fighting. Okay. 14. Okay, yeah, that's a success. You, uh, um, you knock, uh, Joan Hodgman, the Joan Hodgman who sent you to, uh, to Gallifrey, to the parallel Gallifrey, mm-hmm. uh, down to the ground. She is, she's, she's pushed down, knocked over. Um, and, uh, behind her is the, 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 the control console, uh, the power source for the entire staycation dome. Okay. And right now, it, like, every light or every display on this thing, every, analog needle showing power levels is currently in the red. The needles are bending okay. uh, by, by the amount of power that's on this. And you can hear now, you can you start to hear more of those feral noises coming from the hallway as more uh, feral parallel versions of uh, Hodgman's and Turner's and Keith's and Jesse's and um, and, and, and various other staycation employees of varying parallel variations okay. Um, are, uh, are, are starting to manifest in the hallway. Okay, I run to the machine, and I, I because we canonically dis- determine that I still have the ring, mm-hmm. I am going to put the ring on the station, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use my... Uh, I only have two, so I'm gonna, my two Sonic points, if I can use them, I want to direct this, like, overflowing of energy that's happening mm-hmm. into this ring. I'm basically directing this stuff out of this machine, so so it stops overloading and stops like like having like too much like like this inner this power surge that's mm-hmm. happening. I'm like like it's like basically relieving the tension. I'm basically basically like reducing the tension on these machines and these cables and stuff like that using the 
ring. Okay, give me ingenuity and technology and throw Vortex in there for good measure. Okay. That's going to make that a flat 20. 20 is good. Ooh, a gentleman's 20. A gentleman's 20. Yes. A 20 of... Um, it's a lady's 20. It's a lady's That's 20. Fair. Uh, so <laughs> you, roll, you roll that 20, and uh, the doctor looks at her dice and goes, oh, it's not bad. And uh, yeah. um, you, can, you can almost see, like, this really shouldn't be how it works, but this is how animators for visual effects departments work. You can see the crackle of electricity on the surface of the equipment as it as it ripples and crackles into the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you watch as the levels on the needles start to slowly bend, you know, bend back and go downwards and back out of the red into the white, down into the the green, and 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 then they level out. And then suddenly the the you you hear the hum of this machinery. The the hum has been kind of loud and. Um, and uh, at times a little overwhelming, uh, die down and eventually settle into nothing. Okay. Like it turns off completely? It has powered down. But okay. there is still the, the cacophony of, of, uh, of feral individuals on, yeah. the, on the outside. I wasn't trying to turn the machine off, but let's see how it happens now. And then the door bursts open, and there is Millie. She looks wrong. And she screams... And she leaps at you, um, I'm, because this is a this is a Paolo Universe Feral Millie. Yes, I'm going to ask you to do the role because you have your character sheet in front of you, and I do not. Deal. Uh, could you please, uh, Millie, give me a strength and fighting role? Okay. Um, and then, uh, Doctor, how do you want to counter that? Um, I even though I know it's not my Millie, I wouldn't want to hurt her, so mm-hmm. I think I would try to like dodge out of the way of her. Okay. May I, I make, try to like? Res- may I make a pitch? Yeah. Uh, once per adventure, I can, uh, use my devotion when directly protecting the well-being of someone for a free story point. That's your so character choice. I, so you choose to do yeah, it. I think yeah. because you are focused on the power supply in the ring mm-hmm. and this wrong Millie, I think instinctively Travis jumps in between. Okay. Um, so Millie, give me that, uh, strength and fighting role. I'm going to have, uh, Travis give me... Uh, coordination and athletics. I'm going to give you a plus two for your devotion, and you can also spend that extra that that free story point as well to to buff yourself up a success level. What did Feral Mir- Millie roll? Uh, with a you can trust me. I'm Amelia Earhart. She rolls a 16 and takes a swing. Oh, good grief! Yeah. Although what she probably wakes up is. <laughs> I like that version yeah. better. Unfortunately, I feel like that personal hell is going to live with her in multiple dimensions now. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, I'm Amelia. I'm Amelia Earhart. <laughs> anyway, Travis has a ten. Oh no! Oh no! That's a that's a bad. With even with the story point that knocks you up to a no but. Then I will take the no but. The no but. Um, you are going to take another hit to your strength. Okay. Um, but you do prevent her from uh, hitting the doctor. I mean, that was basically my intention. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm um, also going to make a sacrifice here for story. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to have that ring continue to be a deus ex machina as we okay. move forward. I think that it absorbs so much energy. And this energy is such an energy of like alternate realities yeah. and stuff like that. It is now so dense that it can't be picked up anymore. I agree with that. That's <laughs> great. Nice. Um, it's, uh, it, in fact, uh, I'm gonna do you one, one better. You, you hear this, this low level whine start, and you are able to identify the source of this sound. It's coming from the ring. Um, and it sounds like it's building up to something. It's absorbed a lot of energy. Yeah. 
This is not going to be good. Okay. Um, Millie, real world, our Millie. Um, you've searched the staycation dome. You have not found uh, the Doctor and Travis, but you have encountered a lot of alternate, uh, various Hodgmans and Turners and Keiths, and you've seen a few of yourself, and I'm sure that's that's pretty jarring for Millie. And you see the stairwell leading down to the sub basement. I'm gonna go for it though. You go down and you see uh Death. What? You see um <laughs> you see the, 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 the door to that the, the room that you know is where the power source for the, the, the transposition pads is. Okay. Um but you also see uh about seven or eight feral uh staycation employees. Um some of whom are now starting to kind of fuse and melt together as they scream and howl, and some of them are fighting amongst themselves. Um, what do you do? I wait for them all to kill each other and I walk right in. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, it works in Doom. I, that's not a great point of reference. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you're right. You know what? Amelia Earhart's probably not played a tremendous amount of Doom. Yes. She's been pretty bored the last five months. You know what? Touche. Yeah. <laughs> she's watch- she more of a Quake 3 arena person. She's watched all the Star Warses. <laughs> she's a Dragon Age Inquisition person. I think we all know this. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I think that she's going to try to fight her way through because no one else is down there. And if this is what needs to be done, then this is what needs to be done. All right. Give me, uh, give me strength and fighting. And what are you, what are you fighting with? My wrencheroo. Good right, lord. You have a plus one for the wrencheroo. I get a plus one for the wrencheroo. I'm also looking through all of my stuff to see if there's anything else. Do you have brave? Mm, yes. Give yourself a plus two for brave. Okay, plus two for brave. Um, Rancheroo. Okay, so two. Eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen is is good. You start to swing your way through the uh, the the feral uh, staycation employees. Just as what are the doctor and Travis doing in this moment? Travis is hurt, and in just the moment of. Trying to fend off this feral Millie, he looks up and says, I could really use a doctor right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say that, uh, not to step on you, oh, I will say, um, the moment you knocked feral Millie to the ground, you did knock her unconscious, the way that her head hit the concrete. All right. Um, Brain balance. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. still not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> That's a one strength point. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I go, Travis, I, this is a weird question. Um, do you have any more of that juice in you? One way to find out. <laughs> just try to, I just need to give it a little bit more charge. I need to recharge this console a bit so I can do something. Or, or I need to control, I'm trying to stop these rifts, but I have no okay. way to do it in story. So. Okay. Um, so I want to have Travis, like, just jolted enough that I can control it a bit. Okay. You want to do it? Yep. Alright, give me, uh, what did we say it was before? Coordination and, uh, technology? Technology, yeah. Okay, With a minus me- two now. Yes. Yes. Um, so would that offset uh, brave or something along Give yourself those lines. Give yourself brave as well. So that's going to offset it, yeah. which is fine. Uh, okay, so it's six just to begin with. Oh, there's a better roll. Thirteen? Uh, Thirteen right now is, uh, I would say that's no but. If uh, you want to spend a story point, you can take it up to a yes but. Two will take it up to good. Three will take it up to fantastic, which is yes and. Uh, I think we need a solid yes by this point. So how many was that to bump it? Two? Uh, Two will take it up to yes. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. 
Uh, you were able to hit the the console. Just describe again. Paint us, paint us a word. This is your... this is way less impressive than last time. Between uh, expending himself last time and now, just taking another physical hit. Like I think it takes him a second to kind of like get on his feet and you know places his hands on the console and just you know it's a little easier now to summon it, mm-hmm. but it's not as much of a jolt. It's just kind of like the bare minimum what this machine needs mm-hmm. and. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but yeah, Travis is like on the verge of like collapsing from exhaustion, I think, at this point. Okay. You're able to feed just enough power to uh, the console to keep the needle kind of in the middle. So the, the console's getting power. Okay. Which means you can now interact with the, the computer terminal part of the console. Okay. What would you like to do? Well, I presume that the non evil Dr. Hodgman's were trying to do something and that the evil one was trying to stop them or trying to do something different. So I think there must be some way to use this machine to kind of like stabilize these rifts and stabilize what's happening mm-hmm. or at least stop feeding into the thing that's causing more and more than to happen. So I'm like looking for that and trying to figure out how to do that with this with the computer. Okay. Um, the, the computer describes this device as a reality engine. Okay. Um, which it is, which is the, the key piece of, of hardware that allows the uh, staycation dome to open those gaps to parallel universes to push people through. Mm-hmm. And right now... Um, the uh, there's some additional information I'll give you because you have feel of the turn of the universe. The membrane of reality has become so thin here that it's now just starting to to fray and tear on its own of its own accord. Okay, you can slow it down by powering down the entire system, but reality here is still messed up. Okay, and it, repairing it is that's not a a, a one person job. Okay. So I guess I, I'll power down the system then, so I can at least slow it down. Okay. Uh, you do that. The 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 system shuts down, um, and uh, the the lights in this room go out, and then suddenly the, those red emergency lights uh, pop on. Okay. Um, and then the fire alarm starts to go off. Okay. And at that moment, uh, Millie, holding her rancheroo, uh, stands in the doorway, and she says, "What the heck happened here?" Travis is hurt. You need to take him back to the TARDIS and get him help immediately. Done. All right. I'm going to hoist Travis over my shoulder and whatever. You're getting bodyguarded. You know what I'm saying? I do not resist. You're getting awkward bodyguarded out of here with a way worse song, most likely. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. I know you probably want Love Lifts Us Up Where We Belong, but no. you're getting Blue Dabba D. No, that's fair. I prefer that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, so he's like over one shoulder and I'm just kind of running. And yeah. as she's running, I'm like, I... I had, I had magic powers. Millie's <laughs> 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 heart melts a little bit because it was a really big deal for then, him. Sorry. While you're doing that, I, I pick up one of the seemingly less evil Dr. Hodgman's mm-hmm. and I kind of like try to like wake her up a little bit. Okay. She, she starts to kind of come around and uh, she says, oh, do you want? I want to save the universe. All of them. It's just stupid. That's dumb. You're dumb. Okay, and I, I, I like <laughs> drop her and pick the other one up and shake her <laughs> up. <away. Yes>. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Third Hodgman's the charm. Yeah, I, I shake her awake. Uh, she says, "Ugh, what do, you, what do you want? I want to save the universe, all of them, even mine." Yes. What can I do to help? That's what I want to find out. Okay, what do I need to do? I've, I've powered it down. It's starting to buy us some time, but I don't know how to reverse it. I don't know how to fix the membrane. The membrane of... Is that a, a reality? Like the, 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 the wall of reality? Yes. Like the, 
We need to get upstairs and outside. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So I take, take her with me. Okay, she's got a limb. She's been in a fight. Okay. Um, so you uh, you guys head up. Uh, by the time you get to the lobby, you're kind of caught up with, with Millie and Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just like the idea of you guys being a group. Okay. Uh, together. And as, as you get outside, um, uh, once you're in the lobby, you realize this building's on fire. A fire is spreading in this building now. Yeah. And there are, there are still tears occurring. There are still, like, feral staycation employees. There's a few more Millies now that have, have popped up. Um, quite a few Hodgmans and, and, and other people. Um, and some like low-level janitorial staff you've not encountered before because I guess you didn't want to talk to those people. But I spent the time making the character sheet, so if they get involved, I've got you know I can do those dice rolls. It's fun. Spent a lot of time building those guys. You know, the, we really shouldn't forget they're, the little people. They're placeholders in a book, you liar. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> this whole chapter that's like here's a soldier, here's a janitor, here's a third janitor. I <laughs> got all of them, buddy. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, the core, the core ruby has like seven janitors in it. It's weird. Like, it's weird. weird. Yeah. Um, and uh, a janitor. you get outside and you can you can see uh, from the exterior of the, the staycation dome, quite a lot of it is on quite a lot of fire. And those tears are still starting to pop up. Okay. And uh, and uh, uh, Dr. Hodgman, the Dr. Hodgman you have says, we need to get clear of the building. Okay. I keep pulling her away. All right. Great. Well, now we need to get off planet. I don't know how we can do that. We need to find a ship. We need to go. This planet is... is done. This planet is going to fall out of the sky. Okay, but we have to stop the chain reaction after that happens. We can't let it... We can't... I've seen what happens to a universe when this kind of stuff spreads, and I can't let it happen here, too. You don't understand. There is no stopping it. There's no machinery. There's no magic words that we can say. There is nothing that will save this planet... Or this universe. It can be... Un- if it was done, it can be undone. I am not giving up. Those are powerful words that you've just said. And... As if somebody heard you, you hear a sound. It is quiet at first and grows in volume. But you recognize this sound. It's the sound of a TARDIS... And it materializes in front of you. But it is not it is not taking any particular shape. It is the plain metallic cylinder of a TARDIS undisguised. And the TARDIS finishes materializing with a shock. And the door opens and out steps General Maxwell. And he looks at you and he sees the tears around you and he points a staser at your face and he says you've really done it now doctor but at least I get the pleasure of killing and then a voice comes from in the inside of the TARDIS you can't kill her Maxil we need her help and then all of the tears there's an almighty clap as all of the tears start to seal and all of the feral, warped, broken, twisted people start to get sucked back into the various rents, there is an almighty explosion as the, the, the staycation dome goes up in a ball of flame and the reality engine is finally destroyed. And as it does this, you hear, you hear a sound, a voice, a word 
like the echo of a memory. And it simply says... And then a figure steps out from the interior of the TARDIS, clad in robes that you've seen fairly recently. Um, It is the Emperor of the Time Lords. It is Rassel. And he looks at you and your companions. And he says, Do you know where you are? Yes. We're on Scarrow. Do you know why? There are no Daleks in Skara. I don't. Because I cannot be stopped. I warned you, Doctor. We're right behind you. And now, you are all prisoners of the Time Lords. <laughs> <laughs>